Welcome to the Wild Woman Healing Podcast, where we dive into the discussions and practices that guide you back to your wild and true self. I'm your host, Riley Hedberg, creator and vessel for my business and entity, Wild Woman Healing. Together, we partner to create community, connection, and opportunities that help you to release what doesn't serve you, upgrade your frequency, and expand the inherent wisdom within your heart. I'm so grateful for your support, energy, and presence, as well as joining me on a journey in this podcast in rewilding yourself. Together, we will uncover the wisdom, creativity, and capabilities that already exist within you. Together, we will reclaim our right to stay wild. everybody and welcome back to another episode of the wild woman healing podcast i'm your host riley hedberg uh creator of the podcast and creator of my business wild woman healing um so i haven't i feel like made a newer episode in a while um i think maybe it's just the phase of my life i'm going through or maybe moving to a new place or just yeah, I think going through like a lot of different changes about like what I want and what's important to me and just some realizations that I've been having. But um, the podcast is still important to me. So I do want to keep the episodes going. But who knows? I'm going to try to do one every week. But I also sometimes think it's good to, to take a break. Um, but just so you all know, because I know recently I've been skipping and doing like one every few weeks. Um, but I really do love doing the podcast. So that's where I'm at now with that. Um, so updates in my life. So I just graduated from my master's program, consciousness and transformative studies. Um, I'm both sad and happy and I feel like this happens with me a lot. I don't know if it ever happens with you guys, but, um, I feel like I, things don't really set in until it's like months or even like weeks past. And I feel like it's more like integrated or embodied, like the ending of it. So, like, I know it's done, and we had, like, our graduation, like, ceremony and ritual, which I did cry during, which was unexpected for me, but it still doesn't feel like it's over, and I think maybe I just feel like I'm on a break or something, um, and I, like, I always feel that way from, like, traveling somewhere, um, like, starting something new, it always feels like it takes, like, a little bit of time, so... So yeah, I'm I'm sad and I'm happy and what a great adventure it was. I truly felt like I was transformed and I learned so much about myself and just being more confident in who I am and speaking my truth, obviously as I do here on the show. Um, so I'm really, really glad that I did it and like I listened to myself and honestly like with that I didn't really know where it was going to take me, right? Like what does somebody do with a consciousness and transformation degree? Like, that's what I thought. I'm like, what am I going to do with this degree? But honestly, at that point, I didn't really care. I was just kind of like, I just want to learn this stuff and we'll see where it takes me. Um, And I feel like it's helped me to to go and start my business and do the podcast workshops. And now, drum roll. I don't really know how to do the drum roll sound, but I'm doing the drum roll thing with my hands. Um, So you can all imagine that. Um, I've decided that I'm going to pursue my doctorate in clinical psychology. 
So I'm really excited about that. I kind of went back and forth for a while. Do I want to do this? Do I not want to do this? Because it's going to be five more years of school. Um, but I do really love learning. And when I said yes, or when I decided, okay, this is what I want to do, I just have felt so excited about um, the program and really lit up by it in life. And so um, I definitely feel like it's the right path for me and so yeah I'm sure I'll be sharing my journey through that and some things that I'm learning on my journey with all you all on the show um but yeah I'm just excited to like be able to work with clients in a deeper way and maybe take insurance um and just learn more about um I'll be studying like humanistic psychology so learning more about that and um working with clients and past trauma and um, hopefully helping to heal. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. We're all settled into our new place. Um, it was my birthday last week, maybe two weeks ago, June 8th, whatever. I don't think it was last week. I think it was a week before. So I celebrated my birthday. I think I mentioned that in the last episode. Um, and yeah, there's just been, I feel like, a lot of traveling. So it's been kind of nicer to just chill a little bit and kind of settle into our new space here on the island. Um, and as always, I've still got my human design readings open. If you guys want to receive a reading and just to learn more about your unique energy and how that relates to your career, how you make decisions, how you relate to others, whether it's family, friends, partners, um... And then I've also got my one-on-one -on -one coaching always open and available too. If any of you guys are wanting to work with me, if you want to learn how to speak authentically or show up as your authentic self, if you want to learn how to move past your fears and your doubts and take some chances on yourself and work towards your dreams and desires. And with both of those things, you can go onto my website um, and you should be able to sign up for a human design reading, I believe, on my website. Otherwise, you can always just message me on social media or email me. Um, and then for coaching, you can fill out an application and I'll reach out to you. Um, okay, so that's kind of the intro. And that's not what I want to talk about today. I felt like in the episode today, I was like, I just want to tell a story about my life because I like doing that. And it feels really also easy for me and I felt like I've had some resistance to like doing the podcast and one thing I do like doing is telling stories. Um, so I want to tell a story about my life and what I learned and how it helped me and how it's been a part of my journey. Um, so the story I'm going to tell today is about when I was sort of in a cult um, and of course I'm Maybe everybody's got their own definition of what it means to be in a cult. But for me, it felt very cult-like. Um, and it was a very interesting experience for me. I didn't end up really knowing I was in it until maybe like a month of being there. Um, and I think what sparked this is that I was watching... I'm actually watching a show right now about a cult from Australia. Um, and the show is called The Clearing. Uh, so if any of you are interested in that, I think it's a pretty good show. And it's got one of my favorite actresses as one of the main characters um but yeah this so okay yeah here we go so let's get into it how did this happen to me and one thing i'll say is i feel like especially in like the spiritual or self-help community like there's so much exploitation that can take place 
And so many people are like self-proclaimed gurus that can prey upon people that are trying to better themselves or maybe who are going through hard times because one thing I'll say is like, um, and this I don't think is always true for everybody, but if you're going on a self-help journey, especially with me, like it was because I was like going through, you know, kind of difficult times or quote unquote, trying to find myself. And so I feel like emotionally, maybe mentally, spiritually, I was at more of like a weaker state or more of like a weaker part of my journey. I didn't really know who I was. Um, you know, maybe my identity wasn't formed. Harder to stand up for myself, right? And so I feel like this is when a lot of us can get kind of swept up into being like, this other person knows more than I do and they're going to tell me what I need to do with my life and I got to listen to them and put all of my energy and time and money or whatever it is into into this thing and this person. And this, I'm not getting on here to say like, mentors are like a bad thing or gurus are necessarily bad I just think sometimes I've seen this happen and I feel like this happened to me and um yeah I guess maybe it's more of just like a warning in a sense um so yeah I just kind of wanted to start off with that okay so how did I get into this so this was when I was in Hawaii, it kind of at the beginning of my journey. So I had spent like three and a half or so months living in Maui and teaching yoga and doing a lot of yoga at the eco retreat that I work traded at. And that was such a great time. And I wanted to still stay in Hawaii. Um, and somebody was because I was so into yoga at that point. Somebody was like, you should go try to live in like work trade at a yoga ashram. And I was like, okay, that sounds like a great idea. Like I never really thought about doing that before, but for some reason it felt right to me. Um, and I couldn't really find one on Maui. Um, and so I did find one actually on the big island of Hawaii where I live now, which is actually how I even got to that island. So it's not all bad because I feel like it kind of was meant to be in my journey in a way. Um, and so, oh, I'm also not gonna, I think, say the name of the place just because... I want to keep it, I think, a bit more private. But if anybody's interested, you can always message me and I'll tell you. Uh, anyways, so I found this place on the big island and I had reached out to them. And it seemed like perfect timing, actually, because I told them, you know, a little bit about myself, my dates I wanted to come. And they were like, wow, usually we don't really take anybody like outside of the um community or group or whatever um but you're messaging us at like the right time because one of the people that was here had just left um and so you know of course in my mind too I'm like wow this is like perfect timing this feels very aligned so after I was done with my I think it was like three and a half four months at the eco retreat in Maui I went on over to Big Island and I moved into the ashram um and it was a very different sort of thing I guess like I were I definitely worked a lot at like my work trade in Maui but this was like I mean I was working like 50 hours a week and not getting paid at all I think I ended up getting like a little subsidy of like $50 and they did have a car they let me drive around sometimes but it was very strict like for instance I had a um uh curfew at like 8 p.m so I couldn't be out past 8 p.m um couldn't drink couldn't 
do any drugs, which I mean, at that point in my life, I was sober. So that didn't really bother me at all. But we had to wake up. I think it was like about 530, I'll say. Maybe even earlier than that, because like we had to be in like this meditation room. So they had like a meditation room that you had to be in. And then we meditated for an half an hour in the mornings. And then we'd have a little bit of breakfast. And then after that, we'd clean up. And then I'd work in the morning because it's super hot. In, um, I was on like the west side of the island. So it's like more deserty climate. So I would be working outside for like the first part of the day. And then the second part of the day, I would be doing more like cleaning and housework in the afternoons when it got super hot. Um, and then after that, like there'd usually be like some community thing that was going on. I think I only had like one evening that was ever free after work for me just to like do whatever I wanted. Um, and a lot of the time would be like the community would come over, like we'd have like a big dinner or something or we'd all watch a movie, but everything just like had to be laced with this weird, like at all times you have to be super mindful and you have to, you know, be repeating these mantras in your head. And we're only going to listen to like this type of music and we're only going to, you know, speak in this way. Or, you know, I remember when I would like work outside, like I couldn't listen to like podcasts or anything or music. It was honestly only when like I knew that. So I lived with, two other people that like ran this part of the ashram so they had like multiple locations but this was the hawaii one and i lived with two people they were a couple married um and sometimes they would both be gone in the day and i would go and sneak and find my phone and then i would like listen to podcasts and i almost felt like i had parents in a way it was really interesting um and I was like, oh my God, finally, I can listen to music. I can listen to podcasts. Like, oh my God, I miss this so much. And basically, I just felt like, like I didn't realize it, but I just, yeah, basically it, it was just kind of like those things were seen as like a bad thing, right? And nobody ever said this out loud, but like the way you would dress too, especially as like a woman was, you know, if I were to wear like a crop top or something like showing my stomach or something, it would just be frowned upon, right? Like all of the women that came over were always wearing like longer skirts, um, you know, obviously coming in their midriff, their breasts, whatever. It was very uh, much a lot more modest. And I started to feel like really insecure about myself in that way. Like even when I would go for a run because I love to run in just like shorts and a sports bra because it's freaking hot as shit in hawaii when you're trying to run and i was like oh my god i hope that they don't drive by and see me because like what are they gonna think about me um you know they're gonna think like all these negative things and they're gonna judge me and i already felt like i was being judged though anyways and at the same time i was working like really hard i was the only technically like work trader there because the girl that was there before had left but she ended up um, coming back a few times to like help out. But anyways, like her and I would get to talk and she like told me like why she left and all these things about the ashram. And I was just like, oh God, somebody else feels the same way that I do. I'm not crazy. Like it was very isolating because I was the only one, you know, like I didn't really have anybody that I could talk to. Like I was just kind of like, okay, this is how it is. Like it's super disciplined. Like, um, 
you know, it's I'm only like feeling maybe like tired or like something's wrong because, you know, maybe I'm not like enlightened enough or I just got to try harder and like my ego is getting in the way. Right. Like all these things where it was like, oh, there's something wrong with me because like I don't want to, you know, work this much and, you know, I don't necessarily believe in all of these things. And like I was saying before, like the first month I was like really into it. I'm like, this is going to shape me. This is going to change my life. I believe in these things. Here we go. We've got this community of people. And everybody was like really nice too. But it just felt like so surface level. I was like, what does everybody actually think? Because it feels so fake to me. Like I wish I could have cornered somebody and been like, Hey, what do you actually think is going on here? I'm so confused. But of course, like, I I don't know. It was like one of those things where I feel like you see in the movies where you everybody's like, okay, like there's got to be somebody else that thinks the same way that I do, but how do I find them? Or maybe I have an inkling and I just kind of have to go on it. Um, anyways, thankfully I had this other other girl or a woman who was there before and sometimes when she would come over, yeah, we would be able to talk about our experiences and that kind of helped me to feel a bit justified because I didn't feel that way, honestly. I felt like, oh, something is wrong with me, you know? Um, and so, yeah, that went on, you know, for a while and, like, eventually I was just kind of like, oh, wow, like, this is a lot. And I felt like I was honestly getting a bit depressed. Like, I missed friends, family. I didn't really have anybody to hang out with. I didn't... All I knew was basically life at the ashram. You know, I could leave and go for runs randomly, but honestly, I was so tired. I didn't even have time to really do it. I had one day off where I would sometimes go out and do stuff, but it was like my one day off where I was really tired. And, um, you know, I feel like I was a forced to interact with people when I didn't necessarily want to. Like, I just had to, like, put on this fake persona about me that just wasn't me. Um... And yeah, now that I look back on it, I'm like, wow, I feel like I was just kind of like going downhill a bit. And um, I just remember too, like they would always have the most delicious desserts, like carrot cake. That's when I fell in love with carrot cake. So that's something good that came out of it. And Lilikoi cheesecake. And I would just go late at night and just like eat so much cake because I feel like that was the best part of my day which is like going and eating a bunch of cake from a fridge because I was just trying to find some sort of like joy or like trying to find something to kind of like help me through. That and this really good iced coffee that I would make with like cashews and dates. Like that is what got me through because I was just so freaking tired. So yeah, it was just like a lot of unhealthy stuff going on. Um, and... I eventually, I went to go visit my parents in Oahu for like three, four days. So this was about halfway through my ashram journey. And that's when once I got away, like I felt so much better. I was like, oh my God, there's, this is real life. That's out of this place, right? Like, holy shit. I feel like I've just been stuck in like almost this vortex of the ashram. And now here I am back with like um, my family and I don't want to say we were living a normal life, but yeah, it was more normal than what I was living. Um, and it was during that trip with my family. I didn't tell my family what was going on because I don't think at the time I really realized it also. Um, but yeah, I 
you in my head at that point, I was kind of like, okay, I think it's time for me to leave. Like, I just don't feel the same that I felt before. Like, I need to go. Um, I don't exactly remember when this was, but um, we did like a two-week yoga teacher training as well where um, I think it was like four women came and they did their yoga teacher training um, and I got to help out with that. And that was really cool. And I'm glad I got to be a part of that because I met the coolest women. Um, We had such a good time together. It was finally when I felt like I was um, back sort of in like normal life. And I had to work a lot during that time too. But I got to hang out with the other girl who was part of the ashram because she was helping to cook a bit more. And I got to hang out with the women who were doing the yoga teacher training a bit. Um, So that felt a lot better. So in that sense, I'm glad that I got to be a part of that. Like I got to meet so many cool people and kind of see what it was like to um, be a part of um, a yoga teacher training in that sense. But yeah, still in my mind, I was like, this just doesn't feel right. Like everything feels so limited. Like there's only one way of being. And it was like they viewed every other way as being bad or like negative, right? Like there's only one way to enlightenment. And it's repeating a shit ton of mantras in your head over and over again. And then it was kind of like, why are we even trying to be enlightened? Like what are we trying to get away from? It was kind of like that whole thing of forgetting your humanness, like being a human is bad. And, um, you know, it's all about getting enlightened. Um, I remember too, at one point, like, so the guru or like the guy that was like technically like in charge sort of thing, he lived on the island too. And he would come over and apparently he was enlightened. But in my head, I was like, there's no way this dude's enlightened. Like the way he would talk and just the way he was, I was like, I just don't believe it. And I remember asking somebody that was like a part of the community. I was like, well, how do we know that he's enlightened? Like, how? And they're like, we don't know. You just have to believe. And I was just like, what? Like, I'm all for, like, I had definitely have a very, like, magical thinking, mystical mind. And I'm definitely all for, like, believing what you don't see. Um, But at the same time, I was just like, what? So we're just following this guy and he's kind of telling us what to do with our lives. And we don't even know if he's actually saying who he is is true. Like, what? I don't know. It just felt so weird to me. And maybe to some people that feels fine and that's what they want to do. And that's okay. Like, I'm not here to try to bash anybody in the community and who's still in the community. But a lot of it just felt like so, like, ugh to me. Um, And women to me felt definitely like second tier, like, especially with like the married couple I lived in. Like, the girl was always doing so much housework, cooking for everybody. And I remember she would just try to talk to this guru guy and I felt like he was just always dismissing her and would pay more of his attention and time to the guy or like her husband. And I just like saw some of those things and I was just like, ugh, this does not feel enlightened at all. Like this just feels like if they were to acknowledge that some of that stuff was happening, maybe fine and we're actively trying to work on it. But it just kind of felt like, nope this is the way that it is. It's fine. Everything's good. We're just putting a bandaid on all of it. So yeah, it was really interesting. Um, and I feel like my big breaking point or when I was just like, whoa, this is wild was when we were all in this meditation room. Um, cause I think it was like on Thursdays or something we would do like Kirtan. Um, and Kirtan is when, somebody plays like I believe it's called the harmonium it almost looks like a little piano box thing and you sing um 
like some mantras or some songs. I'm not describing this in the best, but anyways, um, you can look it up online. Um, but we would do kirtan on Thursdays, which actually was really cool. I did enjoy being a part of that, like singing with everybody and like the sound and the music was great. But then after that, I remember they like put on this video and it was like the guru. It was like the guru that was before the current guru. And he was like yelling at everybody like they were at this other property that they owned and people were like having fun and laughing and just you know having like a good time right and the guy basically was just cursing them out and yelling at them and saying like all of these terrible things to them that like because they were laughing and having a good time like they weren't taking it seriously and they were bad and he was like swearing at them and it was just like coming from like a very aggressive place and I was just like oh my god like this self-proclaimed like enlightened man is yelling at people because they're like having fun with each other and like laughing and having a good time and that video was supposed to like you know tell us the right way to be right like those people having fun that was a bad thing and we needed to like be more disciplined or I don't even know exactly what message they are trying to put across but I was just like why did it I did not understand why they, they decided to show it to us because I was just like well this is very off-putting for me like even more off-putting than I already thought this place was but now I feel like this has completely sealed the deal um so yeah after that I was just like wow this feels very fucked up to me and it's time to go so in a kind of a sneakier way I decided I was going to leave um and again like I was saying in my mind I'd been kind of thinking about this for a while but then I was like all right it's time for me to go but I knew in my mind I was like if I tell them I'm gonna leave they're gonna try to keep me there like they're gonna try to persuade me or manipulate me somehow and I was just like I'm not dealing with that like I just need to go and normally I'm not just like a person that's like okay see you later I'm just gonna peace out right like I'm definitely somebody that's like you know if we have a commitment or something like I'll give you a month's notice or like two weeks you know for work or whatever it is but for this I was just like no I cannot do that because it's gonna get really freaking weird and they're just gonna try to get me to stay so kind of in secrecy I was messaging um, a woman on the other side of the island where um I ended up staying for a while and meeting my boyfriend and um some of my good friends um I was like messaging her and kind of telling her a little bit about my predicament and that I was wanting to leave and um so we she said I could come and we set a date um and once I had that all locked in it was the night before and I remember we'd all had like a big dinner with the community and I remember like being in the living room just like sitting on this chair normally I would have gone to bed but I was just like waiting for the woman so the the wife um who I lived with to be done talking with everybody so I can tell her so yeah she came over and I basically told her I'm leaving like it's time for me to go because originally at that point they were like you're doing such a good job like you're an awesome worker like we want you to extend your stay with us and in my head I was like hell to the no uh, I'm not staying here um so yeah I think they were a bit blindsided and a bit shocked um that I told them I was leaving the next day and of course yeah they did try to get me to stay it was like stuff like oh well 
you know, your ego's just telling you to go. Um, basically, like, I do want to say it felt like in this community, like your ego is a bad thing, right? You need to dissolve it and get rid of it, which happens, I think, a lot in the spiritual community. And the way I look at it, like your ego isn't a bad thing. It's just something that sometimes can control us or sometimes can run a little bit wild, but it's not a bad thing, just like anything. Like nothing's necessarily good or bad, just is what it is. Um, so yeah, they were like, your ego is wanting you to leave and, um, you know, you should really stay and blah, blah, blah. And so, nope, I told them, no, I'm going. Like I've already got my bus ticket. I'm leaving tomorrow. So that morning, because I think my bus was at like 6 a.m. So I packed up all my stuff and I remember like passing them and they were like doing their meditation and I had my big backpack on and I walked to the bus station and I went on my journey. And I remember when I got to the next place. So when I was living at the ashram, I had like a pretty nice room in this big house, like it overlooked the ocean. We had a hot tub, really nice kitchen, two fridges. It was super close to the ocean. Like I could run to the ocean or walk to the ocean, go snorkeling. Super nice place. But I was so unhappy there because I felt like I was in like a prison, right? So then I get to the other side of the island. I'm free. I've left and then my next place I lived I was like sleeping in a tent in like a, a workshop but I was so much happier sleeping in there and being there than I was at that other place um, even though it technically was like a lot more luxurious um, but yeah I was I was free and I was happy and I guess I learned too that I think sometimes we can all be like um, a little manipulated, right? Or sometimes like things aren't what they seem. Um, but two, I learned and I was like really actually happy and proud of myself too for like knowing, oh, wow, this thing doesn't feel right for me. Like it's time for me to like leave this and get out of this. Like even though I was like I had a lot of fear of doing so, like I didn't exactly know like what was going to happen. Like obviously they weren't very happy with me and you know, at that point, I was like, I don't want anybody to be mad at me. Um, but yeah, you know, I like stood up for myself. I found a way to leave and get out and knew, okay, like I got to listen to myself, right? Like I have my own inner authority here that's telling me that this isn't right. And I'm going to follow that instead of listening to what other people tell me, right? Because, you know, I could have easily been like, you know what? It is my ego. They're right. I need to stay. And, you know, I could have stayed a lot longer, right? I could still be there now. Who knows? But I'm so grateful that I kind of have, I feel like, a little bit of that rebellious part of me that sometimes doesn't like to follow authority. Um, because I truly, yeah, I was like, nope, like, I know that this isn't for me. Like, I tried it out and it didn't work out for me. And that's okay. And I'm going to leave. And I'm so glad I did, too, because... When I was leaving, it was like right when COVID was starting. And so everything ended up shutting down. And like I was supposed to go to the Appalachian Trail in probably like another month or something. But anyways, the Appalachian Trail ended up shutting down. Um, and so I couldn't go. So I would have had to probably stay at that ashram if I didn't leave much longer than I thought I was going to. I mean, I'm sure I would have found some way. Um, but I probably would have, when I think about it, I had to go back home or something um so yeah I'm so grateful I like left when I did because then I ended up spending 
some part of COVID at this other place where I met my boyfriend and one of my best friends or actually multiple of my best friends. So, um, yeah, I'm really glad that I decided to listen to myself. So, yeah, I guess like in summary of the story, it's, you know, I think sometimes we can all fall into like those traps, right, where we give our authority to someone else, whether it's, you know, someone in person, whether it's like a book or just like a belief or a way of thinking or, you know, whatever it is. I think that this happens to all of us in one way or another at some point on our journey. Um, and that's okay, right? Um, but it's important, you know, I think to, if you are having some doubts or, you know, you really do feel like there is that part of you that's like, something about this doesn't feel right. Like, I just don't feel like this is for me. And even though people are telling you that you're wrong or whatever it is, like you're the only one that thinks that, like trust yourself, right? Because at the end of the day, you know what's best for you. You know what's right for you and, you know, what's meant to be for your journey. Um, so, yeah, I think that that was like my top lesson I learned from that. Um, and that's why I too wanted to share that with you is because I think that can happen to a lot of us. Um but, you know, I did learn some really good lessons and I don't regret my experience there at all. Like, if I had to live my life over and do it again, I would do it again. Um, because I met some really great people there at the same time and I learned a lot. Um, and I learned, too, like, what I didn't want. So, yeah, that's just my experience. And this isn't also to say, like, don't go be a part of an ashram or like a community in a sense because I'm sure there's some really great places out there and again maybe that specific place just didn't really align with me I think for others maybe it gives them a good sense of joy um, but for me and connection but for me no it felt really like the opposite um, okay so I think that's the end of the episode and the story um but feel free if you want to you know message me and share any of your stories you've had if you've ever felt like you've been in a situation like this or with a person like this or even stuck in like a mindset or a belief only to later on be like whoa what what is happening right like what am I thinking right now um yeah and I hope you guys enjoyed this um and please if you like this episode or the show feel free to rate review subscribe share um and stay wild